Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. Global financial markets have entered 2023 in a buoyant mood. A key contributor to the risk on market action is optimism about a Chinese economic recovery after Beijing scrapped its zero COVID policy. Yet recent data shows China's population has likely peaked, which is negative for the longer term outlook for China's economy. In this week's episode, my colleague Arthur Boudagian, who heads up BCA's emerging market strategy, is joining me on the podcast to discuss whether China's long term objectives will influence its cyclical policy decisions. Welcome to the podcast, Arthur. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Rukaya. Thank you for inviting. So the data that was released earlier this week showed that China's population declined last year. It's the first drop in six decades. Now, the pandemic is one of the reasons why deaths exceeded births. But aside from this idiosyncratic factor, Uh, The 2022 population decline is also probably the beginning of a trend. In fact, according to the UN's latest projections, China's population will drop by roughly 100 million people by the year 2050 and will nearly half by the year 2100. So my question is, why does this demographic trend matter for investors? Potential GDP growth for any country uh, equals labor force growth and productivity growth. And labor force growth, it's population growth 18 years later when people become uh, working age. So uh, long-term, why investors should care about it? Because size of economy can expand. One of the key variables that drive expansion of economy is the labor force and population growth, more consumption, but not only more consumption, it also means that productive capacity of economy will be improving if labor force is growth. So China, uh, with contracting labor force and population, uh, unless government is successful uh, in reversing this trend that you mentioned, Ruha, I think over long term, over the de- over next several decades, Chinese economy facing uh, headwinds from uh, a lower consumption and also from low labor supply, which limit potential GDP growth ability to, to increase output. Right. You mentioned um, the possibility that the government can reverse this trend. And in fact, this population decline, it comes after three and a half decades of the one child policy through which Chinese authorities basically attempted to control China's population growth. Now, this policy has, of course, since been uh, replaced with a three child policy. Do you expect this new plan to succeed in reversing the downtrend in China's population? And what are the other policy options that are available for Beijing to try to boost the fertility rate? My short answer is it will be very, very difficult to reverse, to reverse stop population decline. So these are not that driven by one or two years. These trends are kind of accumulate over years or decades and then manifest them. It's very inner process the way society is changing, the way the people uh, values and psychology of people is changing. It's very inert. It cannot be changed on a dime in a one, two or even three or five years. 
it will take many, many years for government to be able to change it, uh, whether it's successful or not, we don't know. Uh, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, the reason why a government might not be successful to reverse it because there is uh, some social and some economic reasons for this population decline. I'm going, not going to do, discuss the social reasons, uh, kind of, it can be very lengthy conversation, but in terms of economic reasons, there have been clearly two factors that affected fertility rates, cost of housing and education costs, private education costs. So uh, that's uh, what surveying China shows of young people who are at, at the age of having children. The two key reasons that young people in China cited for not having children is a high housing cost and high cost of raising the child of both daycare, kindergarten, and school, especially private education. So Chinese government clamped down, literally shut down overnight private education companies uh, in summer 2021, and government has been clamping down on housing prices to cap housing prices. However, the housing price decline has become so bad that the government is changing right now their policy, at least in a medium term, they will try to encourage more real estate and housing, stimulative policy. So right now, Chinese government between a rock and a hard place in terms of when it comes boosting fertility. When they deal with economic problems, kind of revival growth, house prices might rise, which is bad for fertility. If they clamp down on housing prices again, uh, that is good for long-term fertility, kind of a demographic perspective, but it's bad for from economy perspective. So I think the choices that Chinese government have are pretty tough ones. Yeah, we got a big batch of economic data from China this week. Uh, in general, the data did beat consensus expectations. However, it still suggests that the economy is soft in Q4 and in December when you look at things like contracting retail sales or um, slowing IP growth. Uh, but my question to you with regards to this trade-off that uh, policymakers in China face between uh, the demographic trend versus stimulating the economy, uh, do you think that these long-term objectives will reduce the willingness of policymakers to stimulate aggressively and as a result cap the magnitude of the business cycle recovery going forward? I have been arguing in the past uh, month or two that the Chinese government has made very clear turn towards more stimulative policies. No, I don't think government in the short term will consider demographics as a major reason not to stimulate. I think that trying to stimulate aggressively, it's a question mark when and how and how much these policies will boost growth. I expect these policies to boost growth more in the second half of this year rather than over the next few months because uh, there's many challenges there. Uh, but in the long run, I think government eventually going to revert to issues of demographics. That's why if economy recovers in one year time, I think government will start implementing new policy on a housing market, trying to uh, restrain house prices from rising. Great. Thank you very much for joining me today, Arthur. Thank you, Ruka. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Next week, my colleague Chester Tonifor, who heads BCA's FX strategy service, will join me to discuss the durability of the US dollar's recent rally. 